Hi, I'm John Narrell, and welcome to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast. If you're feeling stuck in your career and overwhelmed by what steps to take, I can help you. As an executive and career transition coach, I help my clients prepare, position, and promote who they are and what they do to show up and find a job they love or love the job they have. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, this episode today is going to close out this arc that I have been doing over the past month all around interviewing. So over the last four episodes, if you will, I have shared with you about the interview structure, my interview tips and best practices, as well as my interview pet peeves. Now, I drop new podcast episodes every Tuesday and definitely would love for you to follow or subscribe on your, your listening platform. But on the second and fourth Fridays of every month currently, I'm also dropping a conversation with someone that I hope you find to be inspirational or motivational. If you have not had chance to go back and listen to my conversation with Joan Smith, which was the interview I released last Friday, please go back and do that. Joan is an amazing professional, someone who has a ton of experience and insight and value and expertise as she is carving a path for herself in the HR profession. And I just felt like it was a great episode to share in in the middle of this entire interview arc as we're getting ready to wrap up this particular arc on the podcast Obviously, we'll come back to this from time to time, but today what we're going to do is talk about the questions you need to be asking a potential employer. There is always a point in time where the interviewer or hiring manager is going to turn it over to you, and they're going to open up the conversation for you to ask any questions that you have from them, or for them rather. When I was hiring, I was always fascinated to hear what questions they came up with because it was a great opportunity for me to learn a little bit more about them and what they were curious about in regards to either this position or their professional path and their journey. As a candidate, I always felt that the better the question was, the greater the chance I had for building a relationship with that interviewer, right? To to pique their curiosity, to get them a little more interested in me. And I'm going to share with you a powerful example in a moment of, of where my research really paid off for me. As a coach, one of the things I do is I help my clients get really clear about the information they're curious about or what they want to know from a potential employer. And we talk about ways that they can find that information and how they can craft that question in a way that feels right for them, right? So let's just acknowledge here that there is a tremendous importance about asking quality questions in the interview when it is your turn. Now, I want to emphasize here that it is their quality questions. Try to avoid questions 
that could be answered by somebody else. You want to know something specifically from the person you're interviewing with. So don't ask questions about paid time off or how many weeks off you're going to get or what sick leave is or what the compensation package is because that's going to be handled by HR, right? I would also encourage you to not ask questions like, what's a typical day like here? That question, I should have put that in my pet peeves episode last week, but that's another one that grates on my nerves because what are you really asking? What's a typical day like? You work from 9 to 5.30 or you work from 8 to 4.30 and there's stuff that you need to do, whatever the industry is that you're working in. You probably have a pretty good idea about what you're going to be doing or, or what kind of things you're going to be doing. So what's the real point of the question? To me, that's not a quality question. These questions that you're going to ask, they tell things about you. and so. Right off the bat here, I want you to have five questions prepared that you're going to ask in your next interview with an understanding you are probably going to ask only three of them at the most. Sometimes the questions you want to have answered are answered in the scope of the interview. You want to make sure, though, that you have at least one or two questions that probably aren't going to be. Now, in thinking about the questions you want to ask, I want you to think about what are the things that would be most interesting for you to know about? Is it about the company itself? Does it have something to do with the clients they work with? Does it have something to do with the organizational culture? Maybe it has something to do with how well the company lives up to their mission or their vision. I remember interviewing for a mathematics department chair position in a school district that was maybe about a half hour or so, 20, 30 minutes away from where I was currently working in New Jersey. And it was a big interview. I knew I had gotten to the final round, so I was told I was one of three. And I was going to be meeting with some board members, some school administrators, and there was going to be about, if I recall, there was like eight to 10 people that were in the room. It was one of those ominous situations where you sit at one end of the conference table in a very, very large room, and everybody in the room has a microphone. So you can clearly be heard. And every person had a question for me. And when the interview portion was finished, where they were asking me questions, they said to me, what questions do you have for us? I had spent a lot of time researching this district and also researching whatever I could find online about them in terms of their initiatives or planning that was all public knowledge. And being a math person and someone who saw the value of technology in the classroom, 
I was naturally attracted to a portion of their school budget that had to do with their technology plan. And I crafted questions that were directly related to various technology initiatives in the district and the potential impact that they were going to have not only for teacher instruction, but ultimately for student achievement. And when I asked this one particular question that was very budget related, and I I had it in my my notepad that I could refer to, but I, I knew the question well enough, I didn't have to look at it, right? So I'm making eye contact with people in the room and I go and I ask this question and I see heads turn. And I, I see people looking at each other. And while I'm asking the question, I'm trying to figure out, did I ask a quote unquote good question or is this question going to get me in trouble? And someone asked the question and when they finished their response, they said to me, it is very apparent you have done your research so much so to the point that you have asked us a question that you believe is not only important for the district to address, but is something that is personally and professionally important to you as well. And on behalf of the committee, I want to thank you for that question. And and, and the hairs on my arms stood up because I thought, I asked the right question because it was something that was curious for me to know about, that if I was going to work there, I needed to know that answer. That if these were going to be the people I was going to lead with and work alongside of, I needed to know what they were thinking because in any interview, we're always assessing fit, both fit from the organization looking at the candidate and from the candidate looking at the organization. When that interview was over, I I remember leaving that interview and naturally I was optimistic and hopeful that I was going to be offered the job. I got a, a phone call several days later notifying me that I was not selected. But in, in what clearly was a rare moment of getting feedback, the, the person in the district whom I was talking to said this to me. I want to be really clear with you that we hired an internal candidate for this position. And while you were one of three finalists, we typically hire internal candidates. I want you to know you made this decision extremely difficult for us and that you will be an asset to any district that is going to hire you. At that point, I felt like I had done everything I possibly could in the interview. And someone was either more qualified or they decided to go with that internal candidate for whatever reason. But understandably, I was disappointed I didn't get hired. But I also believe things work out for a reason. And for me, looking back on that whole experience, doing the research to figure out the questions I wanted to ask them shaped every single interview I went on after that and also allowed me to put a very critical lens on all of the questions I was being asked when I was the hiring manager or the interviewer. 
the questions you want to ask are the ones that are important to you, that are going to help you assess fit, that are going to help you determine whether how you're going to make that decision if they select you as the candidate. And those questions, just like everything else in the entire interview, need to come from a place of value and service. How are you as the candidate going to add value and serve this particular organization once you get the answer to this question? Now, certainly there is a lot of information that you can look for in terms of helping you formulate these questions. So to help you out with some ideas on where you can gather information to formulate these questions, in no particular order, here's what I would do. First and foremost, look at the company website. Look at things on the company website that you want to know a little bit more about. Maybe it does have something specifically related to their mission or vision statement, their their organizational culture, the charity work they may do, the clients they serve, whatever that is, we know there's a ton of stuff on companies' websites that you could find an abundance of questions to ask. Use LinkedIn. Whether the company has a page on LinkedIn or not, you can probably find people within the organization who you either are a first connection with or maybe a second connection. See if there is a way you can gather information about the company as a whole. If people's profiles are public, you can certainly look and see um, what kind of work do they do. Look at their recommendations, both the ones they have given as well as the ones they've received, to see if there is information you can extract about their experiences with the company or just about them in general. Now, there is a way to go into stealth or private mode when you're looking on LinkedIn. You'll have to Google that to figure that out. But if you don't want people to see that you're explicitly looking at their profile, you can certainly do that. But here's the other thing. For me, if I'm a candidate and I'm going to be actively interviewing and I'm applying at a certain company, I'd want to connect with people who are there. Right now, I may not necessarily share that in the first connection request I'm going to make when I go to click that connect button and add a note of 300 characters, but I might say something like, I'm looking to connect with people in this industry or within this organization or people in a similar field. I'd like to be a valuable connection resource for you. And then as they connect and conversations start to happen, you may then decide to open up and say, hey, I happen to notice that you're hiring for such and such a position. I've applied. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about the company. Now, depending on their comfort level, their role, and whether or not they're allowed to share that kind of information based on their company policy, they'll tell you, right? But the other thing is, you also might share common connections. We have said over and over and over again that the power of leveraging your network is one of the, if not the best asset to help you when you are actively job seeking. That knowing somebody within a company or knowing somebody who knows somebody in a role 
can be some of the best things you will ever do in your career to network and connect and to come from that place of value and service. The other thing you can do in terms of gathering information is to check a website, for example, like Glassdoor. Now, I happen to treat Glassdoor like any social media website where you are allowed to leave reviews because somewhere in there is the truth, but there's usually a lot of people who are on there who are either griping and complaining about their horrible experiences. And that very well may be true. I'm just not the kind of person to air that on social media, or they might be singing the praises of the company. Somewhere in there, as a hiring manager, I have had people specifically quote things from Glassdoor reviews or from something they saw on social media and asked me to respond to it. So again, you want to be careful with how you're formulating those answers, but obviously that is something of importance to them. One of the, one of the big ones that always seemed to come up just had to do with work-life balance. And how much would you be expected to work on the weekends? Or how much does the company respect employees' time or their family obligations and things? Those are obviously important questions, but how they're answered is going to tell you a lot. Think about the questions that are are most important to you. You You may choose to ask questions that are specifically related, say, to your professional growth and development, right? What opportunities does the company have for training or attending conferences? Um, How much does the company support passion projects that are obviously business-related, but an opportunity for you to expand on your creativity in a particular area? Are there opportunities for details or cross-functional work that would expose you to different aspects of the business once you get in and have proven yourself? I mean, these are all things that that drive something inside of you that you want to know a little bit more about. But if there was one question that I wanted to ask an interviewer, that was going to tell me something about them and their experiences in the company, I would ask the following question. Now, there's a thing called stacking where you put two questions together in one. But if you only have time to ask one question, stack away because it's actually pretty helpful. But in this case, I think the stacking actually works So here's what I would ask them. If it came point in time for me as the candidate and the interviewer said to me, what questions do you have for me? I would ask this. Based on today's conversation, I'm definitely intrigued about this company and the work that I could potentially be doing here. But I want to know a little bit more about you. So my question to you is, what do you currently love about the work that you're doing? And what is one thing that frustrates you about it? And then don't say anything. Hold the space. Let them think about their answer and see what comes back. In a question like, what do you love about the work you do and what's one thing that frustrates you? 
they're going to open up. They're going to tell you something. They're going to let you in in some way. Because if you're inquiring about working at a particular company, you want to know what makes people stay. You want to know what are their pain points or their frustrations because not everything is all cheery and rosy. Think about the questions you want to ask them. And if you were on the other side, if you were interviewing you for a position and you heard that question, how do you think that would be received? Would it pique your interest and curiosity in yourself as a candidate? Or would you be like, eh, just another run-of-the-mill kind of question? You have an opportunity in front of you to build that relationship. Use the questions you could ask a potential employer to build that relationship with them. And look, if you're not going to be offered the position, then just make it damn hard for them to decide. Show up at your best. How would you show up if you knew your value was non-negotiable? And ask questions that tell them a little bit more about you and how wonderful you are as a candidate. I don't care whether you are 20 years old listening to this podcast or you are 70 years old or even older than that listening to this podcast. Because the questions you will ask matter. And they will be received in a way that will tell people more about you. And you will get the information you want. But more importantly, you'll get the information you need. Because all of this interviewing stuff is about information gathering. Because if you are offered the job, my wish for you is that you get to choose. You get to choose whether or not. At that point, you get to go work for them or you go somewhere else because it's all about fit. Think about those questions. If you have any questions about today's episode, by all means, you can email me at john at johnnerrell.com. Check out my website at johnnerrell.com for a ton of free resources around interviewing and other career transition and leadership topics as well. And I personally want to invite you to join my private Facebook group called Your Mid-Career GPS. Come on in and join a wonderful group of people who are all navigating their career journey in some way, shape, or form. And let's create this movement and build this together so we can support and help each other along the way. And if you are curious about my coaching offerings, whether it be one-on-one or an upcoming group that I'm going to be launching in the near future, um, you can always find me on LinkedIn, social media, at John Narrow Coaching. Or the best thing to do always is just to email me at john at johnnarrow.com. I'd be happy to answer your questions. Until next time, make it a great day. And remember, how you show up matters. Take care. If you enjoyed today's show and don't want to miss an episode, follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen. And I'd appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review. Visit johnnarrell.com to download your free copy of the 55-Minute Career Transition Jumpstart 
to help you start building your mid-career GPS. And don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on social at John Narrow Coaching. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.